Welcome to everyone's favorite podcast, It's Reclaimed Audio, with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Phil Roots, and Tim Sway. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 122 for March 7th, 2018. This week's top Patreon supporters are Make, Build, Modify, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, Jimmy DeResta, Scott Turner, Greg Mead, Chad Grossclaws, Shane Bronson, Keith Decent, Ryan Ridgely, Jeff Shaw, Infinite Craftsman, LiquidRC.com, Mike Jeffcoat, Jim Bashirs, Brad Dudenhofer, and Paul Yakman. So, <laughs> sometimes uh, I get a little bueno. Spanish, a little, bueno. a little, yeah, a little I'm so Spanish. Glad Spanish listeners are starting to contribute. A little Yachtman Mexicano. Have, are you sure? Wouldn't Yakman be like Swedish or something? Or Nordic? No, the J in Spanish is Ya. I thought it was Ha. Nope, that's nope. how it is in... Oh, wait. Nope. No. I'm right. Because yeah. uh, Jesus is spelled with the J. Yeah, he is Yeah, but right. that's the E that's pulling it that way. Yeah, no, but this is an A, so it makes it Ah. Oh, Yuck. yeah, sure, Paul Yakman. See, that yeah, sounds that, right. Well, that works, too, and that's a really good accent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. It's I really I paying... thought I was talking to the Swedish chef there. Yeah. And he's not paying enough for us to mention his name this many times. Yeah, yeah. No. Let's see. So. Get this, this. What are we doing here right now? So, um, I guess we should do the thing where we introduce ourselves again, because we haven't done that in a little while. Sure. Uh, yeah, okay. So, we're three guys, and we like to make stuff from up- upcycled material and work with Reclaimed. Uh, my name is Phil, and I, I am the caricature uh, white-collar guy, and I come at it from that perspective. Bill is the blue-collar guy. I mean, you probably can't even tell when you listen to him, but he is. I, and uh, <laughs> What does that mean? It, <laughs> I'm going to choose to be not insulted, I think. It means whatever you want it to mean, baby. <laughs> it means exactly how it sounds. Um, and Tim is wearing plaid tonight, but... That's he, kind of his collar. That's his collar, yeah. Yeah, when I'm not wearing plaid, I'm usually wearing plaid. So when he's not wearing plaid, he's not wearing anything at all, ladies. Yes, I'm, I'm wearing and Hunter that's Green still kind of plaid. <laughs> <laughs> Hunter Green, you know what? It is very becoming on you, sir. It's my eyes. Your dilated eyes, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Your dilated eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Your pupils are the size of golf balls, and it's creeping me out. You look like a velociraptor. <laughs> Bill just got back from the eye doctor before recording this. He's I'm not sitting that in my high. semi-dark garage with my giant pupils staring at Tim and Phil, making them nervous. I've always thought you had wonderful pupils. Um, what are we working on? Let's go to the pupil master right there. Let's listen. I, Everyone, listen. Hang on. Everybody, listen. So I just I just put out a video for this acoustic uh, slide guitar and it came out really good. I'm really happy with this. Um, super super cool. And uh, I'm not going to. I I did this one differently by uh, it was a screwed on neck as opposed to a stick all the way through the box because I wanted to see if it would sound differently than like Phil's. Yours is the only other acoustic I made. And I remember specifically, I'm like, wonder if it would sound differently than Phil's. It doesn't. So having the neck go all the, having the stick go all the way through the neck is a, a little more strong. Although this one seems super sturdy. It's out of tune. You're out of tune. <laughs> but anyway, it was fun. I just tuned and, uh, it. GDG. Yeah, yeah, but the, the you have the two G's are the same. The first G is supposed to be bomb yeah. down here. Bomb, bomb, bomb. Instead of this bom, is GDG bom, bom. as well. Low G, high G. I used um, guitar tuna, so oh, yeah. that's all I know. Yeah. yeah, well, no, it'll 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 let you tune it wrong. <laughs> what a useless app, then. <laughs> Anyways, my kids love it, so. But uh, so that's I, I put out a video for the acoustic guitar, and I, and I uh, mentioned on that video. I think I'm going to start making some for sale. Uh, Hell yeah! I've actually yeah. gotten more than a few requests, so that's that's kind of cool. So I'll be and- doing that. And how are you going to price them? Uh, competitively. False. You will pull, you will price them high, and then you will lower them until people start buying them, and that's you where you know. Or, or you go the that. other way around, or, or go that. the other way. Or if you want to keep raising the prices till people stop. Yeah, yeah. 
I, I don't know. I'm gonna. I, I mean, I'm gonna do some research and see what what they kind of go for. And uh, like I said, I've actually done some research and I've seen and I've held a few that other people have made. And I'm not bragging, but the ones that I have held in shops um, are not the quality of mine. Are just not. They're not the finish. Everything about mine is way better. And they were asking a pretty penny for theirs. Oh, and, and Casey. Uh, they told me that they're going to let me put some in her salon. So that'll be fun, too, to have some on display and for sale there. Oh, That's cool. cool. Yeah, yeah, in the waiting room. People can play them while they're waiting to get their hair cut. <laughs> that, that won't get annoying quick. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, the other thing with them when they're in stores is there's that retail markup, too, like, because the store owner has to make money on it as well. So you have to kind of take that into account, yeah. which works in your favor I, if you're selling direct, you know. Yeah, but I'm kind of, I kind of got to end with the owner of the salon, so. Yeah, he's sleeping with oh, yeah. yeah. Um <laughs> But usually when you put art into like a, you know, into a, a commission scenario, it's usually 10%. Yeah. So, well, they give- already they already have it set up to where they do. They have pop-ups in their store for other craftspeople, so. Exactly. And and Bill, I know that you're not really good at bragging about how you're the best at the but I, I will say, <laughs> uh, because you made one for me as well, the uh, the bass guitar one, and um, and I and I have to say, with all honesty, I was very impressed with the quality, fit, and finish of it. Oh yeah, um, it was it was beyond what I expected for for the materials that you used, which is you know obviously as a reclaimer and stuff like that's a big part of the struggle is to is to bring it to that level, and uh, it was fantastic. And so I, I well, do believe that I, there's I'm, a market for those. I'm I'm proud of this one because I found a, a roll of bed slats that I actually incorporated into most of the neck. And, oh, cool! Uh, so my Kia bed slats, and uh, it was pretty cool to be able to use those and plane them down a little bit, bulk up what I was using for the neck stock, and then put a uh, nice little walnut fretboard on top or fretless board on top, the fingerboard, I guess. Yeah. Nice. Oh, speaking of which, your um, uh, radius neck CNC'd. Dude, oh my goodness! Yeah, that. Wow. I have it right here. Yeah, that is amazing. I. That would just be the finishing touch. I. I don't know why a radius would matter on a three-string cigar box guitar. I. I don't think it does. But the fact that it, if I could do it, I'm gonna figure out a way to do it. I'm gonna. Well, it it's it's pretty easy. Um, without a CNC, the way I've always done them in the past is I actually I had bought a a block, a wooden block. You could make right. your own too. This just has a radius to it. And you just put sandpaper on it. And so yeah. Oh, yeah. Radius in. yeah I've also, one of my scrapers has got a nice, pretty, uh, very shallow yeah, radius yep. on it. Yeah. Bevel. Yeah. That's, an, uh, that's another way. Because you could, you could start by sanding by hand, even with just your palm sander to rough the shape in and then scrape it to, right, to right. perfection. You know, um, kind of like on a lathe, right? Where you'd have sort of the cutout of the radius or diameter that you want and you keep putting it there until it. It is what it is, like a measuring tool. I'm, yes, I know what you're saying. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But but yeah. you're not spinning it, so that's you know it's right. not yeah. round. But, but when um, you say the calipers, you're thinking about you you use the calipers yeah. to keep checking. Yeah, or a template. Get, yeah, yeah a template. Tempo. I was thinking right. more than anything, but yeah, the calipers too. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, and you, uh, the last thing I wanted to say about your pricing uh, is don't discount your celebrity status. We joke it about it, but the truth is, is like we're on a podcast and people want your stuff. Like they want our t-shirts, so. There is that. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. I for the first time I think because I'm very passionate about these. I know I make them well. Uh, I'm going to price them accordingly. Most most Good. things I've made for people, other than complete stranger unknown jobs, uh, have been at a very big discount. Um, so this time I'm not going to do that. I'm. I'm it's going to be competitive, fair, good pricing for me, not for everybody else. Good. Your time is value, and you put so much into these guitars. I love you them. Know, I love them. And yeah, so that's that's important part. Speaking of our T-shirts, did you guys see Tanda Madison's little video she put up on her yes. Instagram? Yes. No, it was. <laughs> was awesome. I tagged? Uh, <laughs> was I tagged? I I you were tagged. I don't know if I was. I was tagged and I missed it. And then she messaged me just like, "Hey, did you see this?" Because I didn't, and I saw it, and it was <laughs> freaking awesome. Checking so now. We should put a link to it in in our description. I'll, I'll give you the we link should. too. The only thing is I'm a little bit nervous because she did an amazing interview and I get a little nervous around people interviewing for spots on the show. I did not. (laughs) You have nothing to be nervous about. We'll get rid of you quick and painless. Don't worry. (laughs) I know that was not tagged on this. Well, well I just me. I just sent you a link in uh, in our Facebook. Just, just watch it. So. It, it. It doesn't See, matter. Don't feel bad. Just ooh, watch. Yeah. She's it. wearing her t-shirts. All right. Oh yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> okay, I will definitely watch this right after we record. It's a very important episode. I, I watched it like six times. I, I laughed my butt off. Thank you very much for that video. It was hilarious. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, what are you up to there laughing? Uh, okay. What am I to? Well, I, 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 the guitar next, as we were just talking about, and I've been I've been really deep diving into the CNC work, and um, I've made a couple full guitar necks and radius uh, compound radius fingerboards and the compound radius of the back of the guitar neck to really develop it. I've been, it's all kind of nerdy technical stuff, but I'm like super excited with it, with some of the progress to, towards this dream of, of, you know, th- this is what got me started in woodworking in the first place is I, I wanted to make guitars. And, and then I went, you know, I, I made a bunch like 20 something years ago or about 20 years ago. And, and, uh, and I saw the waste and then I became this like kind of the, the hippie tree hugger guy out of making guitars when I started thinking about the, the histories of the wood and the, and the, where they were grown and the banana republics around the industries. And, and, uh, and so now here I am like full circle 20 years later, I have this machinery and I have this knowledge and I feel like I can start doing it again. And, uh, and mm-hmm. it's just like super exciting for me. Um, <clears throat> and so I've been sort of, and I have a, a commission I'm working on right now of a guitar and I've been sort of head like just diving deep into it and not really worrying about, you know, paying the bills like I should be or whatever. But I remember, do you remember a couple of weeks ago I was, you were asking me what I was up to and I was kind of like, yeah, you know, things work out. And I was talking uh-huh, about that. Yes. Well, yeah, yeah. I didn't so like that. I didn't like that attitude of yours. You, you didn't like that attitude. But in, in the time that I've been like, well, I'm going to focus on while I have this time of, instead of chasing down jobs I don't want, I'm going to focus on doing something I want to do and invest in myself and in my business. And in that time, nonsense. Since, yes. Since I've had two customers that are repeat customers contact me and one of them is pretty much a done deal and I'm, I'm building a, a whiskey cabinet and the other one we're working on a, a potential credenza and a desk and they're, they're repeat customers. So it's not like, uh, it's not like just cold calls, you know? So, you know, things must be like, nice. Things that kind of work nice. out like, uh, yeah. And, it, well, I mean, it's, it hasn't happened yet, but it's just sort of like you gotta you gotta throw the fishing line out there, but you gotta let it, the hook sit for a while. You can't just keep reeling it in and throwing it again. And look you know? at you with your fishing metaphor. I've oh, never excuse me, mom. I don't know anything. He doesn't fishing. even eat fish. He doesn't know what a fish looks like. I know what hey, they look uh, like. We have a fish Tim, tank. Ever, there are pets. Have you ever heard of a guy named Charles Kelly? No, I don't think so. Uh, my cousin is not Charles Kelly. He is a musician, though, and he saw my post about the guitar. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's cool. He's all, hey, a friend of mine is a luthier from way back, and he's turned all of his attention now, he's old and retired, into making these ukuleles. And they sell for, he sent me a link to this guy showing it off. It was phenomenally, oh, my gosh, beautiful. And he makes it out of reclaimed wood. Oh, uh, nice. It's like a seven-string ukulele, but it sells in, like, guitar stores for, you know, $2,000, $1,500, $2,000. They're that beautiful. Um but I, I'll send you the link. It's it's pretty interesting. Sorry to get. Oh no, please do. Uh, you know, I'm interested. There's there are a lot of people out there that are making boutique and custom guitars and doing it successfully. You know, and my mm-hmm. my spin on it is is the materials. That's kind of yeah. how I see it. And then there's some things about just some ideas and design that I have and things that I like that I want to apply to that. Um, but and then there's these guys that make this amazing work, which maybe someday I'll get to that that place. I don't know. We'll see. Right now, I'm just trying to work on. Basically polishing a turd, right? I mean, I'm taking <laughs> you know re- reclaimed wood, and and I've made a bunch of guitars that are reclaimed wood that are still oh, this is reclaimed wood, but like this neck, you know that I mean, you guys can see it. And if you go to my Instagram, you can see it. This is a piece of reclaimed decking with another piece of reclaimed decking on the top, and it looks like it came out of a factory. And oh I made, yeah, and it's, I made it in my chicken spectacular, coop, you know. And that's what like I'm just like I just been walking around this thing all weekend since I made it. I can't put it down. Just walking around holding your wood all weekend. Just holding this piece See, of wood. Hey, maybe Gwen can make like a holster, like a sword holster for it. So you could, you know, you could. Oh, a scabbard. Yeah, a scabbard. scabbard. I could, I yes. could do that. But what I'm actually going to do is probably put it on a guitar body and string it up. That's oh, stupid. Whatever. That's just stupid. God, why would you be so insane? So wasteful. Yeah. Enough so of what's you, our, Phil. What are you working so on? So what's our topic? Oh, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I get no respect. No respect at all. Oh, you're working Take on your danger wife. field impersonation. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I got to do that. was the last impression I thought I was going to be doing. Um, <laughs> I'm still, actually, because I've been traveling so much, I haven't really had a chance to work that much, but uh, I'm still building this desk. Actually, the desk, the desk is built. Um, it brings up this point that I wanted to make that, generally speaking, half half your build time for any given project is the finish. As, like if you're going to do anything other than spray lacquer, which which is what I've been doing in the past. So in this case, I'm doing because it's a desk. I'm going to do a few coats of uh, of oil based polyurethane. So 
So Spar your then or just an oil? Just oil. Just uh, like the Minwax, you know, what they call fast drying. But what Minwax calls fast drying, what I call <laughs> fast drying, are two different things, Minwax. Because yeah. Well, try the Spar urethane for Minwax because it actually will dry in a couple hours enough for you to put a second coat on. Yeah. And uh, do that okay. and then... Then do a uh, their wipe on poly is the, the final finishing coat, and you can really rub that polish into it, and it's yeah. probably one of the quickest oil poly finishes you can do. Well, you can make Where your own you wipe yesterday. On. You just cut cut yeah. the cut the the poly that you have. Yeah, uh, with I, mineral I spirits. Mineral and what? spirits, yeah, just like mineral spirits, just that. Just okay. water down with mineral spirits and wipe it on with a rag, and uh, and it's the like thing with like just the, it, yeah. it dries faster, but you have to put more coats on, you know. Yeah, so that's the thing. Well, so that's what I'm saying. Like, if you put like two coats of, of spar urethane, which is a good heavy-duty outside UV you know, monster urethane, put yeah. two coats of that on and then put a wipe-on over the top of it. And because they're both oil, the wipe-on, you can actually just buff it in there. Yeah. For a quick finish, that's probably one of the better quick finishes out there. Well, I'll last do that summer, next time. Last summer, got... I did the that Woody, that car from the 50s, the whole wooden car. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got hired yeah. to do some touch-up works on, on one of those, and I, I used the spar, and I was out in the sun doing it with a cowboy hat on to keep my pale Irish skin from burning. And uh, and I would like I would do like one fender and then go to the other fender, and then the first one would be done, like dry yeah. right for another Wow. Out the, cause it was well, that's what you know. I've been putting on the, on the guitar finishes. Even here when it's been 38 degrees, it's cold, and it's been raining, it's still drying in like three hours. So Amazing. Okay, so I'll definitely know that for next time. See, you learn something new here. Every episode on reclaimed audio. Yeah, no. Well, just um, hopefully Mark's not listening because he's going to call and say, "No, don't listen to anything they say about finishes ever." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should be using doing? shellac to seal. Actually, I did use shellac to seal, but then I uh, works great. Yeah, well, let me ask you something. Uh, now that we're talking about finishes, real quick, shellac on a big surface, like I find, and how do you apply it? Because I find it got very sticky very quick, and then I couldn't really brush it on anymore. Well, you're how you're not big, supposed to big, cut oh, your it. Desktop? What? Your desktop? Yeah. Desktop. Yeah. yeah. You're not you're not supposed to cut it uh, because of VOC laws and environmental stuff, and and you know obviously we want to be environmentally compliant, but I do cut it a little bit with, with um, what alcohol, right? I think it says it on the can. Yeah. Which you, whatever yeah, you yeah, clean it with, you, you cut use. it with. Yeah. So um and and if you do that, you can kind of spread. It's like thinner. So you can kind of yeah. Also, faster. shellac. If you're if you're not going to cut it, when you put it on, you're really supposed to put it on quickly. You go across one time, one, one coat. Just yeah, because you put so many coats, get, you never, and you're yeah. supposed to go in the same direction the whole time. You don't go back and forth like you would with paint. Yeah, because if you if you try and paint it on, it's yeah. You're gonna, yeah. That yeah, that's when it gets. So sticky. if you so say you have uh, like a three foot long surface, and you and you're you're dipping your brush in, and you're starting on one side, dragging across, and about 18, 20 inches in is where it kind of stops functioning. Drag it all yeah. the way to the end anyways, and then by the time you're done doing that side, you can go and start on the other side and drag the opposite direction for your second coat, and they kind of meet in the middle. I see. Okay. Shellac okay. is something uh, – if, if, yeah, And I'm sure if, if Spags is listening right now, he's just like throwing stuff at the wall. He's like, These idiots <laughs> don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> you sprinkle a little paprika in that, yeah. and it'll help with the uh, abrasiveness uh, when you sand it right. back down. And, uh, I'll tell you one thing. The reason Spags and I are best friends is because, <laughs> you know, he cuts me a little slack here and there. Uh, no, anyway, so I sealed it with shellac, and I was able to get the whole thing covered, and then I, I sort of sanded it back a little with some 320 just to get it smooth, and now I've got one coat of, uh, of oil-based poly on there right now, and it's dry to the touch now, so it's cured. I'm going to be able to put on a, a second coat tonight, and then so hopefully I'll be able to install it this week and, and, and just have my cool setup going in my office. Mm. Well done. Yep. Thanks. Excellent. And and the, remember I was telling you about the uh, the cannabis clinics that, that – Wanted yeah, to order all, but that. yeah, so nothing happened yet. But last night I got an order from them for one, and then five minutes later, she's like, Yeah, I uh, can you give me a refund? I didn't mean to hit the buy button. <laughs> <laughs> That's because she was, see, she was like, you know, uh, under the influence. Well, maybe because. That's odd, right? Like you can't hit the buy button and all of a sudden it's like a one-click thing. You go through a process to buy. Right, but again, if you're under the influence, that process could fly by in no time. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. Although I always <laughs> felt – I mean my friends always felt that time went slower. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah between clicks, my friends. I mean it's been it's, 
from what I've heard, because uh, <laughs> you know yeah. I wouldn't know. But, yeah, 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 well, we do know uh, that. Yeah, but yeah, I've heard. Yeah, that there's a lot of distance between seconds. Right. Well, let's just say um, listen to music. There's a different perspective, <laughs> right? That takes place when you're ordering stuff online on the astral plane. Yeah. When you're ordering stuff online, Dave's uh, not here, man. Um, yeah. <laughs> Hey, man, so, what's our topic? What yeah, is our topic? Our topic is One Weekend Wonders. Well, so, what do you mean by that? Uh, we are going to sort of suggest... Well, why don't we preface this with um, the reason we well, came up with this. Let's go ahead and do that. Yeah. I, I'm just saying that. is that we've done an episode where we talked about a simple, like a one-day build you can do at a Reclaim. So now we're going to expand on that. We talk about this One Weekend Wonder, and maybe we'll do a follow-up with like a one-week amazement or something i don't know. right so builds you can do in one day one week or i uh, sorry one day one weekend or one week right and spoiler alert phil's doing the finishing <laughs> yes yeah so basically like a, a wooden sample of a finish is going to take me all weekend because yes. i don't know nothing because he's yeah. using lacquer oil and uh, yeah i'm, I'm going to be swatching yeah uh yeah so that's anyway that's the topic so we're going to go around and sort of talk about um, projects that you can do in a weekend and um, it seemed more clever when we were talking about it earlier but you know yeah. it'll be fun let's see what let's, <laughs> yeah. let's see what happens no not so much um, I, yeah. I, I'll start it because I was I was trying to think of things like there's the obvious things there's you know like uh, floating shells and cutting boards and this and that and so w- w- we were trying to think of some stuff that was unique and original and maybe no one had ever thought of and, and so I have one that is completely uh, in its essence it is completely unoriginal because it's just a box <laughs> but it's uh, I. This is one of the first things I made when I was like kind of got back in the woodworking again, uh, ten twelve years ago. Um, I wanted to mess around uh, with dovetail. I wanted to try and do uh, dovetailing. I bought a, one of those jigs, so it was like the half blinds, you know. So mm-hmm. I made a box, but I was like, I don't want to just make a box. I made a box to cover my doorbell in the hallway of our house. Mm-hmm. It was like it had this ugly plastic box on it, and so I got some like half inch. Uh, I made it out of some half inch maple that I had because I was trying to make guitar bodies. Um, and I did dovetails and then I cut like uh, music notes out with a jigsaw or I didn't even have a jigsaw. No, I, I, yeah, jigsaw. I didn't have a scroll saw then and, uh, and in a file and stuff. So I made like little music notes, like the ding dong notes, you know, and, uh, and, and uh, I I was messing, experimenting with, yeah, you heard that? I ex- yeah. experimented with finish. So basically it was like an excuse to make a box, but it had to be a specific size. And you guys experiment with finishes and doing decorative <laughs> stuff. And it was a fun little, little project. So that was my idea. Make a box for your doorbell cover. Well, I'd say that reminds me of um, making register covers. I've done a few of that as well. Yeah, yeah. And of course, the register cover. The heat, you know, the the baseboard. Oh, right, right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So there's things. That is a good one. There are things in your house that like it's just sort of like like outlet covers. Like they're just they're these little plastic things you put on your outlets, right? And so everybody just sort of accepts that that's what they have to look like, but they don't. They could be different. And uh, and there's a fun – we find that one little plastic thing in your house that you're like, you know what? I can do better than that. I'm going to make that out of some pallet wood. I'm going to make that out of some reclaimed wood. You know? That would be a cool CNC project, by the way. Yeah, there's pe- there's a whole – Outlet covers. As, on that scene, oh, there's I people you're making all sorts wood. of – I was like, wow. Well, you could make the outlet CNC, out of pallet wood. Making, yeah, yeah. Could you make pallet be. wood off on the CNC? Yes. You take I'm regular wood yes. and you, you type in the pallet code and then you hit print <laughs> – and it yeah. turns regular new wood into reclaimed pallet wood. They sell paint. that at they sell that at the store now. <laughs> at Michaels, yeah. Or or you can buy a, like a five thousand dollars CNC machine and make it yourself. Yeah, yeah. easy. Buy that five thousand dollars CNC machine yeah. so you can make your free pallet into a pallet. And then you can sell it at Michaels for like seven ninety nine. Right. Step three: profit. Profit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but there's a lot of question marks in step two. Yeah, yeah we don't know what step two is, but yeah. Um, here's one that I did in a weekend. Um, I did my daughter's built-in closet. So basically, Excellent. there's no finishing, right? Because it's all melamine, right? It's melamine-covered chipboard. And uh, the stuff cuts super easy. And, I mean, it, as long as you've got your, your SketchUp design, you know, you've done all your measurements, you've built it out, you've got your cut list. I mean, the stuff just goes right together, right? It's just it's just screws. So, and then uh, And then shelf pins. So... I did a whole closet in a weekend. 
That actually is a. It sounds like a, a theme we got here. Some uh, indoor yeah, house some home projects. Yeah, home projects. And you think home about it, project. every every closet could use something better than. What's oh, you now. sound like my wife. So that's what I'm going to be. <laughs> so she wants us to do our closet. Which so get this. So Your our wife's closet. a baritone. No, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, she's really more of a falsetto. But um, so we we our closet in our bedroom. Is the oddest thing. It's a room you walk into, and there are two more closets in it. So it's a, a closet, two closets inside a closet. So you go into this room, and it just looks like two regular, you know, like those door, those accordion doors. One is mine, and one is hers. So we're like, this is stupid. So basically, I'm going to have a like a probably a week that I'm going to take off, maybe this summer or maybe this spring, where I'm going to demo the whole thing, start from scratch, and then just do an entire built-in closet. For the two of us, like a regular walk-in closet. Yeah, yeah exactly. And you have a wasted hallway in the middle of your closet right now. In essence, yeah, right. it's weird. It's it's almost like an eight by eight foot room that's nothing but wasted space because right. it's just like a it's like a foyer for. Mm. Anyway, so she's super excited about me doing that, and I'm gonna be Not. there. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Another yeah. slightly off topic, but on the same thing. Um, Casey hasn't been feeling well. She's been home the last few days. Yeah, but she's okay. She's just she's all right. Catches a bug, you know. Okay. But she's still trying to get some chores done. So I'm out in the garage uh, a couple – yesterday or the day before. <laughs> and she comes out with her hands on her hip and she's, she's got all stuffy and her eyes are puffy. And she's been sweeping and, and vacuuming, right? Because she's bored but can't go to work. She's all, I just vacuumed the spare bedroom, you know, where your closet is. I'm like, okay, there's a shoe rack in there. And I'm like, yeah, I know. So you built it. I'm like, yeah, I know. Well, how come we had to buy me one? I'm like, we went through this. I've already been in trouble for this. Yeah, Remember? it's called double I, jeopardy. Yeah, I lagged on building you a shoe rack, so we bought one for your closet, but then I made a video about one, and then I've already been in trouble for this. You can't, as her hands on her hips, she's like, I don't believe you, but I'll go see. If you have a video, all right, then I won't get you in trouble again. Yeah, you, so, you've been in trouble with all of us about that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Like a couple thousand people, I think. Oh, man. So anyway, yeah. (laughs) So that happened. (laughs) By the way, if she comes back to you on that, it's called Double Jeopardy. Double Jeopardy. You can't be tried for the same crime twice, if it's a capital crime. Also, great movie with Ashley Judd. Yes. Yes. I don't know that one. Yes. I remember seeing that, I think. She was was smoking back in the day. I think she still is. You know what's another one like that is uh, I know we're not we're 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 being bad but I've got a good topic. No, we're not. What um, do you mean? Uh, oh, who was it? Was it not Denzel? Maybe it was Denzel. It was like a Double Jeopardy type movie. Anyway, uh, I'll think of it later. Okay, it was a, we really enjoyed it. What uh, what uh, project do you have? Well, so something that's different and uh, it takes a weekend. If it's not um, electric, is an acoustic guitar made out of cigar boxes and IKEA bed slats. Do you make things like that? I do. I yeah. do. Huh. Really? Huh. So what yeah. I'm saying yeah. is, is, is that maybe if uh, people tried to make something joyous, a game of some sort, a an instrument, um, something musical, a game, us musicians, a game, us, you say, us, uh, us <laughs> guitarists. We like to do those. But, yeah, seriously, the Cigar Box Guitars, I've, I've had some people ask me about it, and they sell kits, um, cbgiddy.com. Uh, but you can build one yourself, and I think you'll you'll catch the bug pretty quickly. And it, it is something that from start yeah. to finish you can probably do a few hours over the weekend, put a nice finish on it, and actually build yourself something that you can then learn how to play. And I can't begin to say how amazing that is and how much fun I've been having with it. So. Do these kits include the cigar box, or that's something you got to source on your own? Uh, they can. They can. Uh, CB Giddy has like the entire kit to yeah. just. Uh, you can buy the neck. You can buy the fretboard. You can buy tuning pegs. You can buy the pickups. You can buy strings. Basically, anything and everything, and or everything in between. So, so the box too. If you want the box, you can get the entire kit to where all you have to do is assemble it, finish it. No, cool. I know it. I know it's not like a real like cigar box guitar guitar, but they do sell these kits too, where you can. And it's not reclaimed really, but I I, I see them all the time because they pop up in my videos as ads. These kits for like a hundred right. something bucks, where you can buy a guitar and build it, put it together yourself. And, mm-hmm. and right. so then I started watching some videos of people that have done that. 
to uh, you know to sort of com- you know say well what's good about him what's bad about him and they seem somewhat viable like it, it, to, instead of spending a hundred and you know fifty bucks on like a cheap guitar that's assembled at the at the the Correct. guitar store to spend a hundred fifty bucks on one of these and I feel like you're going to learn something about guitars and about how the construction and the you know the physics of them now the only thing I would say and I think you'll agree with me is uh, these uh, uh, Guitar in a box, I think they're called type kits. A lot of them are made overseas. Sure. Um, find a local, and I, like I said, CB Giddy is in uh, Maryland or Rhode Island or Maine or okay, something cool. up there. Local, yeah. these guys are, they supply, but you can find, I'm sure, somebody local that either look, uh, I know Shane Spiel uh, is a guy you can buy them from. Del Puckett is a guy you can buy them from. Uh, KP cigar box guitars. You can just Google cigar box guitars and there's people out there that, that are either making them like I will be and or CB Giddy that has the kits that you can do yourself. So buy them local. Don't, don't, don't buy one yeah. of those kits off of Amazon that you can get from overseas because you're still, you're not going to pay much more than those kits and you're at least supporting a uh, local business, local, you know, and, I mean, and yeah. when I was watching those, I was thinking about that. I was like, well, maybe that's something that I might even do is, is sell the parts like sell the kits almost mm. i was thinking about that as a potential direction to go myself is like to to make the necks and make the the bodies and so people could buy the parts and assemble them themselves and they could get their own electronics maybe or whatever you know that was right well was, you can you can sell the body cavity unfinished you can sell the neck yep. maybe uh, a fretboard that's fretted but not with the frets i mean yeah. slotted you know what i mean like or with the frets in it either you know or because well, that's but i mean that Right, that's what CBGD has. You can buy yeah. everything from those options. So all the way up some to people like built. to fret. Right. Yeah, and yeah, that, but, because like 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 Phil said, like that is the the finishing is half the job. You know, right? Like the and so if like if I could make a guitar without having to assemble it and finish it, that's half the cost. Right. <laughs> if someone else. Well, it's half the labor. Half the labor cost. Yeah. Half the labor cost. If someone else wants to take that on, you know. So that's uh, yeah, that's interesting. I've had more than a few people ask me about it, and I've tried to steer them in that direction. Where just start off with a kit. If you're if you're if you're a little bit nervous or shy about it, uh, start with a kit, and you can buy the neck, slap it on there, throw some three. Don't even have to do a fretted one, and get get a piece of pipe for a slide, and it is addicting. As soon as you pick it up, and you can actually make a few notes. I mean, it's it's incredible. So that that would be my weekend project, especially if you have kids. I think uh, that would be a lot of fun to do. Yeah, make them do it. Those lazy yeah. little things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, round two. Tim, go. Um. Okay, round two. Here's the uh, an idea I had in the spirit of the Reclaimed Audio podcasts is go hop on your local you know Craigslist or Facebook thing. Go to the free section. And see what's free within a five or ten mile radius of your house on the side of the road. Go well drive around, whatever. Pick it up, take it back to your workshop, and turn it into something else before the weekend's over. So it's like Saturday morning, get up, hits Ooh. Craigslist, or if if there's nothing good, go to th- go to the thrift store, right, and spend ten bucks on a piece of furniture, twenty bucks, whatever you're comfortable with spending. Go buy some large piece of furniture or some medium sized piece of furniture and turn it into some new smaller piece of furniture or some other thing. Uh, I thought that'd or be like even a fun if you little. Don't turn it into something else, or just restore. Uh, we it. talked about this. Yeah. Restore it because a lot of furniture it, yeah. that's in decent shape is just dated looking, and you can actually just by sanding it and putting a new finish on it, uh, it makes it look more modern. You yeah, know? or paint, you know, painting yeah. it something, and and I feel like that would be. A, it's almost like um, almost like if you're a musician, like you practice your scales. You know, like it could be like right. a, a good kind of kind of woodshed. Is that's what they actually call it in, in the music world when you're when you're practicing your woodshedding. And this would be quite literally woodshedding. You know, just grab grab some piece of crap furniture and turn it into a not so crappy piece of furniture. Yeah, you know, there's so much of that like golden oak from the '80s. You know, like that stained <laughs> oak that's like golden oak, and it's like yeah. revolting. Give it some like, acetone, and it's black now. And you know, or, uh, yeah, or even know. natural. Like, what's wrong with the color of like you know red oak with boiled linseed oil on it? I love it. Yeah. But then they turn into this golden oak stainer, like the dark stained, yeah. you know, oak. It's just, it's revolting. Back in my day, that's how we got our oak, was with the gold in it. I, I don't it? know what that means. I don't know what it that means It was just either. me trying to be. Yeah, yeah I don't get that. Because that was the fashion. Yeah. So. I don't get it. <laughs> well, <laughs> Look, that, he, made him, he walked away. You made him walk away. I know. Away. <laughs> yeah. The main host. <laughs> Actually, my, 
I forgot to plug in my laptop, so it's dying, so I got to plug it in. But <coughs> do carry on. Oh, the, pro- the professional. Okay, so after a brief pause for replugging in my laptop and basically starting another recording, for my turn, um, I'm specifically going to say a chess set, including the pieces, but more generally, I'm going to say any kind of game board or, you know, uh, you know, thing like that, because you can always do something like Chinese checkers, or you can do Othello, or you can do all these things, because with Chinese checkers, you just have to do like those little sort of divots in the wood and make that pattern. So you can do that with a drill press. You can do that with a CNC. You can do that with all kinds of things. Jason, uh, Jason McGinn does the um, – uh, with the little pegs and all the cribbage. little holes. Cribbage. He makes I, an amazing cribbage board, yeah. Yep. I just made so, one but, uh, a couple weeks ago. Did you see that one that I did? I did a Grateful Dead a one. Board. I don't, I don't know, know, man. You do a lot of videos. Um, cool. No, it wasn't a video. It was just an Instagram. But. Oh. Uh, it was awesome. Though. It was like I had a lot of fun making it. It was because uh, it was like yeah, that's once, I learned some tricks. Like, to all he's got to do is like Instagram and make videos. Yeah, Look at this guy. Well, it's like make the, uh, you make know the stuff that goes in them. <laughs> well, whatever. I mean, I mean that's the easy part. The other well, half is finishing them. That's um, called having yeah. a cake and I, eating it. You know what? I I spray lacquered it. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely the move. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did you do that on CNC? Yes, I did. I did like a three D. You know the Grateful Dead skull. Yeah, I did like yeah. like a a three D version of the skull. And then I put the cribbage head inside. And most I've seen because he asked for it was a customer one. He asked for like a, a Grateful Dead themed cribbage board. And so yeah. I googled it, and people were putting like Grateful Dead logos inside the middle of the cribbage, board, like Jason does. We put the stuff in the middle, and I was like, yeah. I want to do something different. So I made it so his, his the exterior shape is the skull, and the cribbage board is in his head. It's in his mind, man. Wow, <laughs> Jason, I need your so, help, man. So trippy. That's deep. That is so from uh, <laughs> Half Baked. Half Baked, yeah. Where Jim Brewer gets, what's his name, Jerry Garcia's help. Um, yeah. Would that work with my Aspire software? You, well, you have VCarf. Um, yeah. So, so there, you can use, there are some plugins that you have in there um, that are 3D, but you need Aspire to create the 3D components. So if you sent me the file, I could cut it. You could cut it on your machine, absolutely, yeah. And I, I oh, won't right, charge right, you. I won't charge you too much at all for the making the file for you. Uh huh. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'll give I just, you. You uh, know, I'll, I'll give you my usual I just, rate. I just yeah. listen yeah, to rate. work. You pay uh, me. Yeah. I listen to the at maybe podcast, and um, they spent most of their podcast talking about C and C lingo. It was just as interesting as this was just now. Well, maybe you should get yourself on board, kid. Mm. I know. I'm so far behind the times. It's silly. I, I'm so jealous. I, I, that's what my comment was on Tim's videos. I've never been jealous of a CNC before. Now I am. Well, okay. Making, making the contoured neck. Because you, you mentioned that a while back, and it's just like, wow. So very cool. But yeah, a game, a chess set, a cribbage board. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Because you could just do checkers if you wanted to and just cut out circles for the game pieces. You know, like this and is definitely a board, yeah. Weekend project. Basically, a cutting board. I mean, let's just be honest. Yeah, but you know, like it's got several glue ups. So you do need the, you do need the wait time the for it. It's not like something yeah. you could do in one day necessarily. Um, you know, and in one glue up, you can be making the pieces, and then you do the next glue up, and you finish the yeah. pieces. You so know. I guess you yeah. could do it in one day if you wanted to. Maybe you know what? It'd be challenging. It took me a weekend. It'd be challenging if you actually made the checkerboard and you glued all the squares together, as opposed to doing the cross cuts. Oh, yeah. Oh, like I mean? an engrained chessboard? Yeah. Well, I wow. I kind of did that with my records and CDs. I I had to like because I made all those individual squares, and then I when I made the the record and CD chessboard. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, I yeah. I cut all the squares individually, and I had to drop them into the into a. a you know a what hole. I don't appreciate? I don't What's appreciate that? the subtle guilt you keep tossing into everything. What are you, my mother? I made that. I don't know if you saw that because like you don't love me. Subtly guilty. Yeah. No, wait, no. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't, ex- I don't expect you to watch everything I, I do. I mean, I understand that. Twice. You expect me to watch it at least once. I, I, expe- I expect Fine. Bill to watch everything I do at least once. You, I, I don't expect <laughs> That was the uh, aircraft chess set, wasn't it? No, the, the other one the, after that. I the one with the records. I did see that yeah. one. I'm just yeah. busting. Yeah, no. That's, that was the that's, chess board. That's fine. You don't have to love me or call me on Mother's Day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You'd call me if you loved me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, so that is cool. No I card mean, for, even? <laughs> yeah. 
It's my birthday. You think my son would call me and tell me that he loves me? <laughs> I am your son. Why are you talking in the third person? <laughs> I don't understand. It's a well, shtick. Uh, Never mind. Just, just call but Bill's I was just therapist. saying, like, for, for a game board, and you've got one weekend to do it, Endgrain seems like a punishment. Because then the line, it's, like, it's, lining it's, it up would be hard. No, it wouldn't. Why would that be hard? You don't know it's, my life. It's it's what uh, thirty six pieces, thirty six. How many squares are on the chessboard? Eight by eight, sixty four. Okay, sixty four pieces. Thirty six. Can that no. be? You can glue it together. It's not a structural thing. You can glue it together with. I'm I'm saying that lining it up. Not. It not sounds like you're saying that you're just a little bit lazy. Is what you're saying. Well, there is that. hundred. I did. You know, I didn't say that, but if you read between the lines, but you know, if you if you, you just cut, get me, Bill, you just if get you me. really took the time to cut all those squares perfectly, and you just you could just glue and line them up, and you just cinch them with a rubber band, and in essence, it's not even be a rubber purpose. band. You could use painters tape to do that, and yeah, then you would take yeah. that and then glue it to a solid piece of a board underneath to give it mm. the structure and the strength. You could. Yeah. You could. Well, but I mean, or that's the idea, though. If you could you do have a long a, grain and then send it through a planer to clean it up, which yeah. is way you easier. can still send it through a planer even if it's end grain. Oh, now we're getting into controversy here, Bill Lutz. End grain through a planer? I don't know. My best friend's bags would say not to do that. Yeah. I just ran a board through the planer on Friday the the wrong direction because I had a long grain glued against the – wrong direction. So you know what I mean? So it was like – because, you know – I know what you mean. And, oh, oh, man, the way the shavings came out were awesome. No, it was awesome. It was – I just put new blades on. Oh, I know what you mean. But the, yeah. so the the shavings came out and they were like you know eight inches long, ten inches long. It's right. so cool. <laughs> but it we worked out okay. This, there's a difference. Brand new blade. There's a, there's so. a difference between making a piece of Spags quality furniture and how the it crap we do, the yeah. <laughs> and what we do. So I, <laughs> the crap we spray lacquer. Yeah, I mean it's you know we got to keep things in perspective. It's like should you like take that Eames style satellite chair. And worry too much about the finish on that? Not so much. But that that, well, that the uh, armoire that Matt Cremona made, there's something that, yeah, probably not going to run some end grain through the planer building that thing. You know, the amount of time he spent on building that, he must have just spray lacquered it when he was done, right? Uh, for sure he did. Out of a rattle can. You yeah. Know? Rattle yeah. Can. yeah. Yeah. And then when he messed up a spot, you know, he just rubbed it out there with yeah. the palm of his hand and then sprayed yeah. again and then wiped it down. With Licked like his finger shot. and, you know, smudged it in. Yeah. You could barely even tell. It was yeah. the front side. Yeah, it's just the front. But uh, <laughs> just the front. But you know, but I mean, but that's the thing. These are the types of projects that if you have a weekend, and, and everybody has different skill levels and different tools. Like obviously, if you don't have a, if you don't have a planer and a jointer, like this stuff is going to take you more time, and it might take you more than a weekend. So we have to you you weigh that into consideration that like the if if you can make anybody can make a chessboard in a weekend with pretty much a skill saw and some clamps, right? Uh, but the the level of of finish you can apply to it and the level of intricacy you can apply to it might depend upon your tooling and your experience. It's also a good thing to just experiment with and to have fun with. You can use a Sharpie and you can make a checkerboard in a weekend. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's. You know. I'm, I made the Morea's yeah. table. I don't know if anybody watched it, but I did a video. I took a coffee table and I made it into a dinner table for my friends. And I did I a lot that of twice. In, I, <laughs> I, never I did saw a it. lot of ingrained <laughs> glue-ups on it and that was some of the the comments that I got, you can't do that. This is three years ago now, or two years ago, three years ago, and they're still eating dinner on that every night. It's still amazing. It, Even you know, with the three legs? It's actually only got two. Two legs? They yeah. must balance that. Well, they have four kids, so they can just – or two kids, so one on either side. One kid holds either side. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. We're going to eat lunch, so kids, hold the table up. <laughs> I'm just saying, don't be so darn finicky when you're having fun making. Yeah. I don't think end grain through a planer has anything to do with the finish necessarily, but people are worried about blowout. And, you know, yeah. if you have a loose piece, then it can grab and blow. But, I mean, I haven't experienced that. Also, I haven't done it. So I, that's I, I, there. I have yeah. run end grain through a planer and I've had blowouts. I've run end grain through a planer very taking just a little bit off at a time and it's been yeah. fine. So Okay. So it's... Like one sixty fourth of an inch, and you'll be fine. It's just it, it depends. Are your blades new? And, is it? Yeah. Is and it like it's a just wall the, the planer. Wood. Is it a Harbor Freight planer? Is it a you know? If I got really me a thirty year old Delta lunchbox. Spend the seven hundred dollars and get yourself a drum sander. You don't have to worry about it. Hey, great advice. Anyways, that's yeah. that's why people come to reclaimed audio <laughs> to learn that they <laughs> should buy a seven hundred dollar drum sander. Buy it. 
Just buy it. Just buy it now. Just go buy one. Yeah, just do it. That's what our podcast is. The spirit of our podcast right there. Just go buy it. Actually, you can buy one for $42 if you just let Phil shop for you online. Yeah, apparently. He's the master. He's the master. Yeah, you've you've scored some Craigslist deals there. That's for sure. You are correct. What's the Canadian version of that? Uh, Jumanji? What was it called? It's Kijiji. We also have Craigslist, but Kijiji seems to be more popular here. What are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, Jumanji. That's right. It's a, it's a game board, and then animals yeah. yell at you, and whatever's left over is yours to take. Um, okay. Is it, Bill, do you have one last one? I, I, I got one more. Uh, yeah. Something that's, you know, we talked about uh, home projects, shop projects. Do uh, Make a jig, uh, an elaborate jig. You know, make a folding uh, fence table saw sled. That took me a weekend to do. Hmm. But come up with something like if you if you do need a table saw sled or some kind of a scarf joint jig, like a router like sled that. or yeah. router sled, something yeah, something that's cool. to help you. If if you want to make one that's going to last, uh, like I said, I've always thrown stuff together not thinking it would last just to get the job done, and then it becomes something else. But if you make some nice jigs that you're going to keep in the shop, that can take a good weekend. Yeah, you know? with a T track and all that stuff. Was it who said that? Joel Crawford on at Maybe Podcast. They were talking about their CNCs, and they're not paying my, us yet. You know, yeah. What's know. going on here? Laffy, yeah. Laffy's asking. Paul like, Yakman so, do you, is, but do you do you use something? Do you use T tracks? And Joel's like, T tracks are a waste of money and time. I buried more bits into T track, and you don't use that. And I'm just like, oh, okay. There's okay. some gold right there. Gold. But T track on like like a miter saw fence or like on a. On a miter sled, like use a keyhole, keyhole router bit, and you can make whatever track you want. All right, fine. Okay, fine. Need some I mean, fancy track. You don't even tea. need that. You could just glue two strips on top of a cavity, and then you've got T track also. You don't I have need a hot glue gun. on your bit. nickel belts and stuff. And and hot, glue gun, hot glue gun or a screw. Like both of those work great. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Know? I mean, you could just get a skill saw and, a, and you, you know and you can build a house. Duct yeah, that's all you need. Skill saw. Yeah, crazy glue and a and a beaver, and you could just be living there, you know. Yeah, the beaver being the uh, <laughs> the, the workhorse of that situation, though. Exactly. Well, yeah. they As you know you use the tails to, the... to hammer the nails. Yeah. Oh, so we're In not the gluing the beaver to anything. No, you well, you, you got to glue the beaver to a stick so you can hold it like a saw. Picture <laughs> 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 really old beaver saw. Uh, okay, uh. it looks like the the podcast has turned into uh, Monday Night Buzz. Yeah. So um, wheels are off. <laughs> yeah, I see that. We it's are good timing, though. Track. I think we're right yeah. about there. We, I think so. We too. are there, man. Yeah. We are there. And I think so, we had a couple good ideas before we started talking about gluing beaver sticks. <laughs> 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 to be honest with you, that's probably the best of the six ideas we gave. Yeah. So You're welcome. What are we watching, <laughs> Bill? What are we watching? More specifically, no, I, what are you watching? I am. I've already mentioned him once when he first started his channel, uh, Graz Makes, and John Graziano. We got to meet him in Boston. Yeah, another uh, guy. Yeah, nice He's guy. Awesome. And he He's just had a few videos out on his channel when I. I I mentioned him before, and, and I'm just so behind the times. But I look now, and he's got a bunch of videos, and he just did one where Christmas time he saved the needles from his tree, and he uh, not his latest video, but the one before that, he took the pine needles and he made some coasters, because I guess every year they do something, they reclaim the Christmas tree and they make something out of it, and this year it was pine needle coasters. But Clever. his latest video was a uh, a wooden Bluetooth boombox where he made it. it was pretty good. So check out Graz makes. He's only got like nine hundred subs, and I think he deserves a lot more. The guy's pretty. He does really. Uh, the videos themselves are really well done, mm-hmm. uh, as far as the editing and all that crazy stuff. I know nothing about, um, and just interesting to watch anyway. And we love John. The yeah, Graz. he knows how to use a camera. Yeah, he, he yeah, really. The, yeah. He's got some good hacks for his cameras too. He just showed a really good one um, about his GoPro and attaching a battery to it, and and a selfie camera so you could see what you're filming as you're filming it. Which That's cool. cool. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah take it's a look, see at that. It's got a beaver that runs it. <laughs> yeah. Stuck on a stick. well, an automatic beaver. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm watching. Graz mix. Check it out. Give awesome. him a sub. What about you, Tim? What are you watching? Uh, I wanted to, to stick real tight with the Reclaimed Audio podcast and mention, uh, I guess you say uh, refuse, reuse, but it looks like it could be refuse, reuse, but it's refuse, reuse. Get it? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's but fun. uh, yeah, no, it's fun. But uh, yeah, it's a he's a he's a reclaimer guy. He does a lot of metalwork stuff. Um, his most recent video was he made a uh, lotus flower out of uh, spoons and knives, so some old cutlery that was uh, great to watch. But he has a lot of a very cool, um, you know, just real down in the dirts junk picking kind of stuff that he does on his channel there and another small channel that deserves a look you know hmm. awesome cool mine is um, Jimmy DeResta oh no yeah yeah I like to stick up for the little guy you know uh, this one is called Left Coast and he's primarily a filmmaker and like so that's that's the vibe of his channel but he did make a video called How to Build a Minimalist Desk or a Minimalist Studio Desk and I'm kind of in the desk building mode right now, so I've been watching a lot of videos about desks. Um, and, well, based on the desk I've built and the one he's built, it looks like I am amazing. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's cool to see, not not necessarily like the finished quality of what he's doing, but more like sort of the features that he, that he put into his desk. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. I should do something like that with my desk. So he's got some compartments where he hides a lot of the mess and a lot of like the cables and stuff. So mm. just that kind of inspiration to, to build a desk with, with like compartments that where you can have some nice cable management, that kind of stuff. And also I've been watching some of his filmmaking videos and, and in that regard, you know, he trounces the, the ridiculous stuff that I do. Like he's, he's done some like, um, some tutorials on how to do, you know, how to use Adobe Premiere and, you know, just like, filming in general so really really cool channel if that's what you're into and just a quick shout out to william walker who just started his um sort of like film friday so he's been doing videos on just like film basics so that's film basics this guy takes things to the next level but it's just sort of great to see that next level stuff and i've been a fan of william walker's from from the beginning and some of the things that make his channel so appealing are not only the woodworking but his his video style and and his storytelling is just fantastic so um, I love what he's doing in filmmaking. If anyone's doing YouTube videos, it really is the, the best way to take it to the next level because we can all come up with interesting projects to make. It's how you tell that story that's so critical to becoming successful on YouTube. Mm. In Indeed. my opinion. Uh, agree to agree with your opinion is yours. Hey, um, uh, real quick, how was the desk? I mean, what was that like building it? Mine? Yeah. Um, I mean, it was pretty simple because it's a floating desk, right? So it's just a, it's just like plywood and then and then trimming it out. But I added a couple of cool touches. Like I learned about how because I wanted it to be thicker than just the half inch, and the half inch is what I had. So I learned a cool trick about how to sort of build a frame underneath it, almost like a face frame using um, pocket screws, and then just sort of gluing and tacking on. And I saw that in Jimmy's video about something that wasn't a desk. I just sort of paid attention. I'm like, right, oh, right. that's how he did that. But it, yeah, and then, it, gives the, it gives the illusion that it's super thick. Yeah, exactly. And But it does add bulk to it so the thing doesn't flex. Yeah, and, and the and warping it, and, is the big part. Right. Yeah. right. Yeah. And it makes it easy to screw on or to glue on. In this case, I didn't screw it on. I just I glued it on, um, you know, the, the, edge, the edging to it. It's so bending, yeah. you, you give it something to like, grab onto. So it was just, you know, like watching these videos doesn't necessarily relevant to the project you're doing until you like, oh, Oh, that is relevant to what I'm doing, and it's just a cool technique. Nice. So, you know, I learned some stuff, that's for sure, and I used my tiny little uh, Shetland sawhorses, so that was, that was <laughs> good. No, I'm, I'm so glad that went there. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what, what do you think I was going to say? Yeah, it's really not appropriate. Fair enough. And uh, actually, I, there were a couple of places on the edging where, like, just clamping it up didn't get it flush enough. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, I drilled some, uh, some holes and then I, I pulled it tighter with a screw, but I, I did the thing where you could do the, the plugs. So right. it's, you know, so, and then I did it in oak and this thing's in like Maranta mahogany or whatever. So the, there's a color contrast. Nice. And then as I went over it, I chamfered it with the router. So that, that plug got chamfered also. So these cool little details on it that I mean, no one else is going to notice, but I am. And, and I appreciate that. So, yeah. It yeah, was fun cool. in that regard. It's, it's cool. rare that I do a project just for me, you know, with like sort of the experience that I'm going to look at it and remember well, it. That's and, why I didn't you want know. you to gloss it over because earlier you said, oh, I made my desk, blah, blah, blah. I've been busy. It's, I, good. I appreciate it's, that. Thank you. I, I can't wait to see it. I'll, you know what? I'll post some pictures once it's, uh, once it's up. No, I mean, just invite me over. I'll just, I'll oh, that's see. cool. Listen, man. You, don't you don't do that. It's, I, I know we talk like I'm the stalker. Don't have Tim over to your house. No? All right. No. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. 
Sorry, Tim. Um, our channels on Instagram, Twitter. I'm already YouTube. there. I'm in the other room. That's you. <laughs> <laughs> Too late. Sorry. I'm Phil Pinsky. Ironandsoul.com. We have been shipping out. Yay. As of so. But um, it's slower than I'd like to do it because packaging these things up is custom and one at a time. So I don't have like boxes that these things go in. I just got them in bulk. So I'm custom building packaging for every single order because every single one is is uh is different and uh and i just got home like late friday night so i haven't had that many days and this is monday so uh but they are i am packaging them up i am mailing them out so be patient but you will get your packages and i should change the graphic on the front of the website because we are not in pre-sale anymore we are fulfilling orders so that's fun um williamlutes.com thank you to justin sparks for so many 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 things that is william lutes that we you know we get to share with the world so that's a that's a tremendous opportunity there TimSway.net. Uh, thank you to Jason Payne for that. Yeah, Tim's all right. Contact us for show topics, <laughs> suggestions, feedback, all that good stuff. We love hearing from you. Email info at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com. Hit us up on Twitter at reclaimedaudio or on any one of our social, you know, contacts. You, you know, you can do that. You can get to that through our websites and everything that I just said. Um, on iTunes, please leave us those reviews. We love getting them. Specifically, we love getting positive ones with five stars. The negative ones, not so much. Uh, they don't really do anything for anyone, so feel free to just not do that, um, even if you think it's funny. It's not. Um, on Patreon, patreon.com slash reclaimed audio, the absolute best way to help us out and... To get yourself a guest spot on the podcast, as evidenced by Keith Decent's appearance, uh, was that two weeks ago? That was a lot of fun. You yeah, do that with with paying patrons more. We'd often. like to do that every week if possible. Yeah, that would be tremendous. I mean, who wouldn't want to be on the podcast for a paltry seventy five dollars US? Right. Um, so there is that opportunity there, and we also are continuing the uh, the the t shirt blitz. Yeah, there's a few left. Um, I've. <laughs> I've been having fun. Basically, you know, we started with the the uh, the, the the kind of competition between whether it's going to be Bills, Tim's, or Phil's catchphrase that was on the shirt, and uh, and I it pains me to admit it that just Bill just one hand over fist with yeah, his like utilized bearded dragon. So so in order to keep Bill from winning so much, we added another shirt option, which is the Tim Sway mashup. And now I believe that one is almost caught up to you, Bill. And that's where I just take the three stencils I had made for us and I just make up random words and, and put them together on the back. And everybody's shirt people is different. People seem to be loving it. So. And so that makes me the winner now. Um, you know what I think that really says? I think it says that people prefer us as a group over as individuals, which I'm okay with. Yes. And they speaking, want. Speaking of which, um, do we want to tease out the uh, possibility of having some interaction with our uh, listeners? You talking about the voicemail thing? Yeah, yeah. So we are. Um, I am toying with the idea. We are toying with the idea of uh, uh, opening up a voicemail line so that you can leave voicemails as feedback. I mean, we're not the innovators of this, but uh, it's questions certainly great would be better than just feedback. But yeah, you're right. Absolutely, it is really just for questions mm-hmm. and very short questions, like a minute under. And I, and I will say, we don't want to be jerks about it, but. We do have a lot of stuff to do in our in our own lives, so um, if it's over a minute, we are. To be honest with you, I'm not really going to listen to it. So. <laughs> <laughs> but we'd love so. to get some some questions that we can answer uh, on the yeah. show, and uh, if but you if can you're do okay topic suggestions it, in under a minute. Yeah, topic suggestions. Uh, ask a question if you want your name. We'll certainly be glad to give you a shout out if you make it onto the air. Uh, it sounds exciting. I, I think this would be a lot of fun, yeah. a lot of interaction. Well, if it's under a minute, we can play We can play them. I mean, that's the mm-hmm. fun part. You get to be on the podcast, um, you know, so do do keep it short. I will get out that uh, that number to everyone on next week's podcast. Sounds Obviously, good. Obviously, I don't have a number set up right now, but I, I will. It'll be a Skype number. Now, right. our employees of Reclaimed Audio um, were not allowed to participate. I don't think you could leave a minute that's shorter than a, a, a minute message. I just don't. I don't think that would be possible. So yeah, we're just going to get listened to anyway. You know, us us guitarists. You know, I I got <laughs> some I, us musicians. Tim, I I have some music that I could probably get in under a minute. He's he's going to play Stairway. He's going to play Stairway to Heaven. No, what's the one everybody said? Freebird. Freebird. Yeah. Freebird. Yeah. No, listen. I'm sure you could. I'm sure you could last under a minute. But you know, that's not really the concern here. This is about. <laughs> <laughs> this is about our listeners, you know. So, so this is exciting. I think this would be a lot of fun. It's yeah, a great interaction. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. So. Yeah, I, I love that we're just giving out Bill's phone number. I think it's great. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Imagine it's just his, his phone number. Just his cell phone. Leave Bill a, phone, a, a voicemail, yeah. and uh, he'll get in touch with us. He's like driving a crane at work. His phone's like, hey, I was thinking you guys could talk about <laughs> That totally is I, something that could happen. I mean, it, it would Actually, be. Actually, it does. I, yeah. I hate to say it over and over again, but I'm not afraid of the world, and uh, my phone number, address, everything is on Facebook. You, you don't have to try and find me. I'm out there. Famous last words. Yeah, there it is. Until it changes. Soul. It's like, what happened to Bill? <laughs> he hasn't showed up for the podcast for the last month. Yeah. Great shows, but where yeah, is he? <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's uh, let's wrap this up. I think yeah. we're well over an hour right now. All right. All right. All right. Bye, Thanks, everybody. everybody. Be good. Have a great week. Uh, that's not how you say goodbye. Where is it? Nope, here we go.